The state of Baylor basketball is only getting better as five-star Jacoby Walker has committed to Baylor, and it's a huge pickup for Scott Drew and the future. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Drake Toll here alongside Jason Jordan from Sports Illustrated. Jason and I want to thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day and thank LinkedIn for being the official college sponsor across Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you need faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions do apply. Jason, Baylor basketball is good. I think we we kind of checked that box off on, on last week's show. Uh, and, and getting into recruiting, the first thing I want to ask you before we get into Jacoby Walker, in today's age of college basketball, the key to staying relevant or staying at the top of the game, does it still start with recruiting or has it already made its way, you feel like, to the NIL or even transfer portal? Well, you know, NIL is a part of recruiting. Um, yeah. So a big part. <laughs> That's one of the first questions that parents are wanting to know about now, now that like we Said now that it's not too taboo to talk about, you know, um, that's definitely one of the first questions that that I hear parents talking about. That they tell me that they they're like, and we want to, you know, and they say it kind of, you know, matter of fact, and we want to know about nil, you know, mm. <laughs> especially uh, with the guys that you guys are pursuing. So, um, yeah, but recruiting for sure. Um, still, still, you you better start there, and you better uh, start there again, and then you better go one, two, three on the priority list with recruiting um, because, I mean, you got to get the talent. You have to have the best talent to win. And I mean, that's been proven over and over again, especially in you guys' case. And um, and in the last in every national championship that all of them have the talent. And so um, that starts with the recruiting for sure. Obviously for Scott Drew, recruiting has been at the forefront of what he's done. You can't yeah. come into a program that is is at the tank of college basketball. I mean, you lose all your non-conference games. <laughs> There's not a worse situation than what he walked into in the early 2000s. And then you recruit your way into a national title 20 years later. And a big part of that is landing the big names he's gotten from Isaiah Austin and on, really, when he became that first major five-star staple to Baylor's program. And you've seen them one after another, Keontae George, another one. Now, Jacoby Walker feels like that that next guy. They're becoming more and more frequent for Baylor when you get the generational talent out of the, yeah. the high school ranks. What do you see, just to leave it broad to start, out of yeah. Jacoby Walker, Baylor's newest five-star commit? I think he fits into the system there uh, perfectly. He's a you know, tough nose, uh, three-level score, just a guy who's going to stick his nose in there on both ends of the floor. But um, he's also very efficient on the offensive end, picks his spots really well, has great pace and uh, great feel on the offensive end. Um, athletic, going to guard a lot of different positions. So I saw him a couple weeks ago at um, the Adidas All-American camp. He was definitely one of the players that I was most impressed with, especially on the perimeter. Looking at a guy that's six foot five, one eighty, and out of McKinney Link High School too. This is a, a player that I've watched him as highlights from his film, and it, it's you can tell how smooth his game is. That it it just it comes naturally for him in the yeah. way that he puts it on the floor. What have you seen? I you know before I even get to that, look, Jason. I don't know what it is about you, but I go off script. I just go off script. I want to <laughs> pick your brain about everything. When you get a guy like this, yeah. what is the difference in him between a a five star? and a four-star guy or being the number five player or 15 player in the nation, what are those little things 
that change a guy's ranking, especially with those details at the top? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, especially for me, would be consistency. And I mean consistency in the spring and summer. Like, I mean, you know, mm. uh, no disrespect to the local high school. But, I mean, you know, if you're not – if I'm not playing against a five-star every time, if I'm playing against somebody that I'm always better than – and, again, that's not always the case. You know, you got there are different nuances and things that you learn at, at traditional local high schools. No shots, right? But in the spring, if, I, if you're always playing against – like at the Adidas All-American camp, he was playing against uh, a court full of five-star guys, you know, and I, and I always gauge how you um, – play in that setting and not just how you play what's your body language like do you do you shirt back or are you assertive mm -hmm. in that setting and um are you the alpha you know I, and, and that and we talked about this with Keontae Keontae was always the alpha right yeah. so he would always and I mean at McDonald's All-American and practices is where you really get the feel right and um I would say the two alphas in those practices were uh Keontae and Nick Smith Jr. so yeah. um that's one of the things. Those are the things that separate. That's why everybody's so high on Keontae. I mean, you ask anybody that was out those practices, and those are the, those are the small things that separate body language, things like that. But I would say what it really boils down to is consistency against um, their peers and how they fare in those settings. For a guy like Jacoby Walter, it, he is pretty squarely landing himself in the five star category on most recruiting websites. Yeah. But you're not seeing him in that top five conversation, really, not in the top 10 and too many of them either. Whereas Keontae was a top three player in this class almost across the board. Does it feel like then, Jacoby, what, what is it that's separating from that spot? Does he need more of that alpha in him before he steps on campus? Yeah, I mean, I would say so. I would say, um, maybe a little more consistency too. Um, even at the, even though I was super impressed at the uh, Adidas all American camp, I wouldn't say he was the guy that I was most impressed with, you know, mm. um, and there can only be a handful of those guys. Right. So, I mean, I don't right. want to sh shortchange that. Like he, I was, I did walk away super impressed with him, but um, you know, I think consistency um, and like I said, consistency in those settings and uh, sometimes, you know, well, he doesn't really lack promoter, but, um, there are some different things. I mean, nobody's perfect, right? There's some yeah. mechanical things he needs to work on on the offensive end. I think he needs to work on his ball handling skills and, you know, things like that. And, you know, people nitpick, but at the end of the day, my thing is, are you productive? Right. So that covers mm -hmm. a wide range of different things on and off the stat sheet. And he's a highly productive player. I mean, if you look at, I mean, even if you look at the synergy things that we were talking about that at the all American camp, and he's just a guy who's going to get deflections. He's going to, um, bring the motor and I'm, he, he perfectly fits you guys, but you always get those crafty uh, guards that are, that do a lot of different things and um, interchangeable pieces, but they're just dogs at the end of the day, yeah. you know, and, and that's him. He fits that mold to a T. Walter had offers from Auburn, Texas, Kansas yeah. State, and uh, he got he tossed him a bone. Jerome Tang tossed him a bone over there and decided to choose Baylor instead. Last kind of the thing to wrap it up there when you're looking at his how he stacks up at Link Academy going into next year. Jason, from yeah. your role at Sports Illustrated, recruiting director, when you hear Link Academy basketball, what do you think? Um, oh, man, I'm uh, so. I think that he's going to thrive there mm. because, you know, I have a, a lot of great respect for the coaching staff there. I mean, those guys are top notch, right? And um, they hold a high standard over there. So I think um, 
I think he's going to thrive in that setting because he'll be held accountable and he'll be taught things that are going to prepare him to um, be productive on day one when he comes there to Waco. So I think he's going to, uh, I think his game will go leaps and bounds um, because that's just uh, the respect I have for that coaching staff there at Link. Yeah. Well, Jason, it's not just Jacoby Walter out of this class. Miro Little, a guy from Europe who has decided right. to come to Baylor as well and kind of be your Jeremy Sohan. is somebody that has made a lot of ways. But before we can get to Miro Little, I got to tell the folks at home about LinkedIn and LinkedIn's new sponsorship with Locked On. LinkedIn Talent Solutions is the A1. Look, if you if you got a job and you're thinking, I need an intern for the fall, I actually have an internship in the fall. So if you're looking for me, huh? Too slow. If you're looking for an intern, though, right now, you can go to LinkedIn.com and register your job. So it's like, all right, you got a lot of stuff going on around the office, college kids looking for internships, create a job post in minutes. 810 million people have used the site. That's more. I can't even count that high. Purple hiring frame. There's a purple hashtag hiring frame. Super easy to use. Go to LinkedIn. Find that guy, spread the word, let people know you're hiring simple tools that are screening questions, make it easy to narrow things down. You can interview folks. You can hire them from straight right there. As many as you want, as few as you want. And small businesses rank LinkedIn number one in jobs and delivering quality jobs versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And every week, 40 million people, 40 million can't count that high either. Visit LinkedIn, post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That is LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Keep in mind, terms and conditions do apply. Jason Jordan, Scott Drew, that guy is uh, bilingual. Is that the word? What do you know? Multiple languages? He's got to yeah. be at this point. He's just going all across Europe and just plucking guys and then playing teams that are from Europe and also beating them. Uh, so now when you get Miro Little, he's yeah. kind of jumps off the page as a guy that I didn't know a lot about when he committed because he is a, yeah. a foreign basketball player. Right. What did you know about Miro Little even before his recruitment? Was he on your radar at all? So the first time I had uh, he became he came on my radar was last fall. I think it was at the Nordic Cup when he blew up um, and he turned a lot of heads there. So he was, you know, all over the timeline. And so we just looked into him a lot more then. Um, and so, I mean, shout out to Coach Drew. I mean, what a, what, what a, what a steal, you know, to your point. Uh, he's got to be bilingual. But uh, 6'4 guy, great playmaker. I mean, he's a sniper, right? So he's knocking it down mm. from three. But I think, you know, he really drives in transition. Uh, Tough-nosed guy who high IQ, probably what you would expect from an overseas guard, right? So he really knows the game plays the game the right way, makes the right pass, makes the right winning basketball play. Um, but he scores in bunches, man. He can really fill it up. And he um, he's really adept at um, finishing in traffic. Um, his his layup package is amazing from what I'm seeing. And so uh, definitely a big pickup for Coach Drew and uh, Baylor for you guys. Jason, I think you mentioned the Nordic Cup. Is that right? The Kind of the first time he came yes. on your radar? Yes. I think it was what? last fall. Gotcha. Yeah. With with a guy like Miro and the Nordic Cup, when you're Nordic sounds foreign. That did not occur in the United States. Am I correct on that not. assessment? It did not. Yes. <laughs> you got to keep me. You got to keep me responsible here. So yeah. with that, when when you see guys play in say the Nordic Cup against mm -hmm. other talent outside right. the United States, do you see the game of basketball played exponentially differently, or or is there an adjustment when these guys come to play at a school like Baylor or in yeah. college? For sure. Absolutely. There's a big difference. And that the biggest difference is the athleticism and the speed. Uh, 
and probably in that order. So that's probably going to be a um, the biggest adjustment for him. And it will be an adjustment, right? So, I mean, anything that you are not used to, you will adjust to. <laughs> and so, I mean, obviously, we're kings of basketball over here. There's no way around it, right? Um, is the world catching up? Sure. But um, that's probably why you went and got him, right, Coach Drew? <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, I, I would say those are the biggest things that I see that are the difference, um, the athleticism. Uh, the physicality to some degree, but they're, they play really physical basketball over there. Um, but they're they're more fundamentally sound. They do backdoor cuts. You know, they're not um, they're not as showy as us over here. Um, but I would say the two would hundred percent be the speed and the athleticism. Jeremy Sohan is another guy that came over from Europe and was kind of born in Oklahoma, a little bit from England, also kind of Poland. Germany was thrown. I like if you ask me where Jeremy Sohan's from, I have six answers for you. And Scott Drew turned him into a top 10 draft pick, someone who was 120th on most of the boards out of high school as a recruit. And Scott just flips him into an elite player, multi-million dollar player in the lottery is, and I get it, they're two vastly different players, Miro Little and Jeremy Sohan. They don't play the same. Their sizes are much different. Their positions are way different. But do you see, in the way that Scott Drew is able to flip Jeremy Sohan, the same ceiling for a guy in Miro Little when it comes to being a possible lottery pick? It's hard to say um, because, to your point, they're different players, different sizes, you know, things like that, different nuances to their games. Um so it, I guess it remains to be seen. I will say this. I mean, to your point, um, he, uh, Coach Drew and their staff, I mean, did, did you have to tip your hat. I mean, if you think that they didn't sell the development of Sohan um, to <laughs> to uh, me or Little, then, then you're insane. And I think, you know, that's something that can work for them here, too. I mean, look how we developed this, this guy from overseas. I mean, what do you think we could do for you? You know, I mean, that kind of thing. So um, do I think the ceiling is there? I mean, I think he's a great prospect, but, you know, uh, Sohan had different intangibles that uh, would kind of give me pause there. But and again, it's different for guards and perimeter players um, coming, making that transition. But I mean, I think he's a lot a guy with a lot of upside and a guy that I think will um, be able to contribute pretty early. Mira Little, a four-star out of Helsinki, Finland. Little uh, also had offers from Arizona, Arkansas, Clemson, Colorado, so great basketball schools that were in the mix there. And the big thing that I look at, Jason, is point guards. And I would say the lack thereof for Scott Drew and having a true point guard at Baylor over the last couple of decades, he's used a lot of score first, but even – you saw it last year uh, with James Akinjo was there were times where Akinjo looked like a shooting guard where his game kind of took over and he would go in and out is, is to you Miro little, a, a true point guard type, or do you feel like he's moldable into a one, a two, maybe yeah. even a smaller three. Moldable more so. I mean, he's interchangeable for sure. And, and that's yeah. kind of the way the game is going now. You don't want a guy who just can only do one thing. Right. So, um, He's definitely not the um, one-dimensional guy who can only play one, but he can definitely play both guard positions and can guard multiple positions, probably one through four, because um, he's pretty physical too. Like he, 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 uh, he's tough. I mean, you got to play be tough to for Scott to be on Scott Drew's yeah. radar. Right? So, um, yeah, I definitely think he's more of the interchangeable piece, and that's the piece that most college coaches are going to. 
Jason, I can only imagine you did not call Scott Drew this morning prior to the interview to set up. So I know that you don't, I, I, I know you're not in Scott Drew's head, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to pitch it to you and make you Scott Drew for like the next three minutes. All right. You've got two guys out of this class, Jacoby Walter and Miro Little, that have already committed to Baylor. At this point, are you seeing colleges, universities stop at two and go find the rest of their class and they want one or two more out of the transfer portal? Or are these schools trying to recruit still more than two guys to come out of high school and play their freshman year? Yeah, so it depends, right? In you guys' position, you're always going to be in in the running for, you know, five-star talent. So a five-star talent, if you're in the running, you got you got to run that race, right? Yeah. Um, I'll say this. Uh, when we were at Peach Jam, a lot of coaches were like, man, these guys, better they better look at these trends because that four or five man class is not, you know, that's that that's top tier. You know, like that's, yeah. you know, the, the top three or five recruiting class are taking those if they can get them. But, you know, they're not it's not they're not pressed anymore to, you know, because they know that they'll get uh, air quotes, five star level talent in the transfer portal. They know they can get it. And they know they'll be in contention to get it. Um, you know, this is because of the way our world is now in college, excuse me, college basketball. So um I definitely think they will they will hold off some spots uh yeah. for the transfer. That would be it's only smart, right? Um, you know, you want a guy who's proven, who's proven at the level that is big. Um, and so I think they'll run the race if it if it's a guy who's in top tier, you know, fringe top five, top, fringe five star and five yeah. star, but uh, I definitely think they'll hold out some spots. That would be smart. Jason, the last thing I want to hop into is is how we talked a little bit about the the recruiting in realignment and how everything's everything's changing, but for a lot of recruits, it's the idea that, you know, hey, I don't I'm not here to play in the Big Ten. I'm here to play for USC or a coach or an NIL deal, whatever it may be. Uh, I, I first want to know though, you get you mentioned Peach Jam. And I remember being when I was in high school, just a basketball fan and the idea that my buddies and I were going to road trip out and just watch it just to see that level of talent, follow the NECBL, whatever we can do to watch these guys. I know you go to a ton of those tournaments. You're constantly talking to these coaches. Most of them, are are they all kind of in one thought on realignment as a good or a bad thing? Or do you get a lot of different feedback and opinions from these recruiters and college coaches? Uh, Yeah, from their chair, I think they, you know, as long as, and I always have to make this distinction, as long as you're not uh, going down, uh, mm. you know, as long as you're, it's, it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> Cause yeah. it's not always a good thing. And people only talk about the good thing. Sometimes, you know, it's not a great thing, but obviously um, big 12 will be a good thing. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, it's not, it's not the win that fans think it is. I'll say it like mm. that. Right. So there, it's not like they're like, even coaches, like we talked about players last time, and they're like, yeah, okay. But even coaches, they know that that that's just – I mean, they'll sell it, but they know it's not going to move the needle. Yeah. It, it, it's not. It's not going to move the needle. It, it's about NIL. It's about fit, and it's about opportunity. Hmm. That's hmm. it. That okay. is something in the new Big 12 that, again, you talk about fit, too. I – and I'm biased. I'm biased. But yes. when I look at what the Big 12 is building into, even without Texas and Oklahoma, you see a, a power conference basketball-wise. Yeah. When you hear 
UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, and Houston all parlaying together to move to the Big 12. Is that are you chomping at the bit to get that basketball conference put together? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I mean, that, and that brings out, yes, and that is part of the presentation in somebody's den. That would be part of the presentation for sure. And they'll have numbers and all that stuff. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's one of those things that can only help you, right? Yeah. Um, it, it would be the icing on the cake for a parent and their kid. Right? I've literally never heard. Let me make sure I'm not lying. I have never heard a parent or a recruit speak to, and I'm talking five stars, five and fringe five star kid. I've never heard that. I've never heard a kid saying, you know, and it is the, the SEC, you know what I'm saying? So the SEC, you know, you know how we do, you know, the ACC, you know how we do. Yeah. And did you know that the Big 12 won the national title last year? Man, that's something I'm really hanging my hat on. Never. I've mm. never heard it. Never. They don't care. 17 years old, they don't care. They're on Instagram, NIL. Am I going to get these shots? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what they care about. But it is, you know, it's something like they could say they, it's more like a that's not something they would tell me. But, they, yeah. you know, maybe their mom is like, and, you know, they, they Big 12, they, they have a really, you know, great history of putting guys in the league. OK, cool. That sounds great, mom. Was I, was, I was going there anyway, but that's just, you know, you put icing on the cake for me. Hmm. You know, it's not something we would hear about. That's big. That's big. I that that point, And it's so overlooked because everyone's thinking, oh, yeah. I'm I'm Oklahoma. I moved to the SEC. Recruiting is going to, you know, boost and be yeah. so much better. And maybe from a from a football standpoint, I don't even think of football. Look, even football, even football. You're still Oklahoma. You're still right. Texas. Nobody. That's not the 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 extra edge that's going to push you over and give you six more five stars. So obviously for basketball, it's it's got to be the same. If not, and it does feel like. Here's this. Ha! I'm going off script again. Do you think conferences, from that recruiting standpoint, are different in football and basketball, or am I just making that up in my own head? I I would probably say football, maybe. But you probably could sell that a little bit more in football. You probably could say. I mean, think you got to think about the national championship picture uh, mm. and March Madness. I mean, this is night and day. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you could look at the history of football conferences in the Final Four. And, you know, you could draw conclusions there. So, yeah, that probably is a greater sell on the gridiron. But, I mean, you're one and done in March. Yeah. You know, did you show up that day in March? You know, so, um, like I said, as long as you're it's a it's a good thing, like you're going up to a, a, a better conference. But if like if you're going down to a, a two bid conference or win the win the conference title to get right. in March Madness, now that's different. You know, that's different. Yeah. Last question that I'll pitch you here. This is this is loaded. I'm talking loaded right here because there's no way that there's like a single answer. You probably get a million of them. If let's say you're a recruiter, Coach Brooks at Houston, uh, not the Baylor Coach Brooks. Is his dad still at Houston? Do you know? I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't sure. Know, I'm not sure either. We're gonna say that he is. We're gonna. And if he's not, we've just made up our own Coach Brooks. He's at Houston, okay. and moving to the Big Twelve, Cincinnati, UCF, all these teams in BYU, especially because of how far out they are. Do they recruit differently as a Big Twelve school? Do they recruit bigger talent from different regions, or does it pretty much stay the same for these guys? Rephrase. 
ask me the question again. I'm, told I'm you, Jason. It's the most <laughs> yeah. loaded question you've ever gotten in your entire life. These <laughs> these four new schools moving to the Big Twelve, going okay. from okay. you know, say the AAC to the Big Twelve, right. obviously is a okay. big jump. Do you okay. start recruiting differently regionally, talent wise, or does it stay pretty much the same? No, I think they'll recruit. I had this question last week. So to the exact uh, from their perspective, do we yeah. are we going to get more, better players? And I, and I said, you know. I think you'll probably shoot your shot based off that, um, based off selling what you're talking about. Because they're going to sell it. Don't get it twisted. They, yeah. I'm, I'm making light of it. But at the end of the day, that's their job. They got to sell it, right? So that's going to be a selling point. And sure, they're going to, they're definitely going to swing for the fences more so than they would have before. Because they're like, hey, you know, because I mean, I think we're built to win the Big 12, even if they're not. Right. Um, and so if we do that, then this. So you want to come on with us, right? So yeah, they're definitely going to swing for higher level uh, prospects based mm. off that. So yes, to answer your question, I definitely think they would. Locked and loaded, man. Big Twelve only gets stronger that way. Only gets strong. Only makes it more fun for us to watch. You know, yeah, I mean, those man. those yeah. games just get better. So, folks, uh, thanks for listening to today's show. If if you want to follow Jason, Jason, they can find you at. Jason Jordan SI is on the screen. Love that. Jason C. Jordan at Instagram and SI.com college basketball. Always there all the time. 25 8. So check me out. Mm, beautiful. Clock don't stop. Work don't stop. I, basketball don't stop. Drake Toll, Jason Jordan, locked on Baylor, folks. Thanks again for listening. Come back tomorrow. We're talking all things Baylor football as we get ready for the season upcoming, breaking down schedules, recruiting, coaching. How well will this team do? This has been, always will be. Thanks again for listening to Locked on Baylor.